Hello, Michael Worth here, and welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast, a podcast for artists and creatives from all walks of life. Grab a comfy chair, your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. On today's episode, my incorrigible co-host and I take an educated guess, and I'm not just talking about the wine. We talk a little bit about popular art news and a little bit of truth from me, something I really kind of want to share. Yeah, kind of coming out of there a little bit. Anyway, without further delay, let me welcome to the show my friend and our drinking buddy for the day, Paul Ramey. Hello. <laughs> hey, gonna, how you doing? I'm going to add some bass <laughs> in my voice for this uh, this show. We're doing a we're we're riding dirty today. Are we? Yeah. Well, we haven't. We are just plugged into the recorder, and that is all. Just, I got power going on the recorder. You but just doing an experiment, or you just what? I just I, I needed the shit out of the way. I just wanted to put everything away and say, what does the recorder give me? This recorder that I paid all this much money for, I can't even talk. We're actually recording. That's awesome. That's how we need it. Let's no, strip no, down. No, 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 no. It's like we're going acoustic. Yeah. It's our acoustic set. Yeah, it's kind of like an acoustic set. You can look at it that way. So, let's get started here. We're going to start with small talk. I think small talk is a good way to go. What are we drinking today, Paul? Well, right now I'm drinking delicious liquid death from the Austrian mouth. <laughs> mountains. And my mouth. <laughs> Whatever. My sleep schedule is all fucked up. Mine too. It comes in a can. Are you used to? Does it? <laughs> my my sleep schedule got buggered up because we went to day shift for so long, and then we come back to evening shift, and now my body just doesn't know what to do about it. It's trying to fight me. Yeah, honestly, it takes a it takes a soul. It's like taking its soul on me creatively it as well. So yeah. So what's this alcoholic deal this, we got? In front this of? Uh, smell it. This uh, vino we have, this uh, wonderful nectar of the vine, mm. is called Educated Guess. It is from Napa County, um, or Napa Valley, I should say. And uh, it's called Educated Guess. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, kind of my favorite. It's a little dry for most people, but I find this one. Not going to be dry. It's a liquid. Quite tasty. Well, it's the way they say it. You got sweet wine, you got dry wine. They don't want to say not sweet wine. That sounds stupid. <laughs> Unsweet tea. Oh, that's just dumb. You, we, you don't sweeten wine. It's naturally sweetened. Do or they not. make? Do, does anyone make wine from tomatoes? You can make wine from anything. But do, but is there one? Can we try one? A tomato wine? I wouldn't drink it. Why? They're drinking this grape wine. They I, turn it into I know, into tomato, raisins. It's tomato juice. Fermented. I don't know that it would taste good. VA juice. It'd be yeah. very acidic. Let's try it. See if I want you to get online after I leave. I want you to see if you can find some and we get us a bottle. Send me the link. I'll buy it. Let the, me try this. Nobody, see if this nobody sucks. makes it. They make Go, it without potatoes. See, see if you like it. They make it. They make vodka. Don't take it. I'm thirsty, man. Take a All drink. Right, let's try this. <laughs> he takes a drink. He's actually taking a bigger drink than I thought. He's not real sure about it. He's looking at it. He's thinking, oh, he's going for a second one. He's he he likes it. Mikey likes it. I don't hate it. You don't hate it. It's a very strong. I don't hate on a, it. On a scale of one to five doom pedals, where is it? He <laughs> got a burp in there. That means it's good. With, <laughs> with, or it's one, just the one. with one being doom pedal or five being doom pedal. Well, one to five doom pedals. Or let's go one to six doom pedals. That way it's a full six pack. It's probably a four. All right. Four Doom Pedals. I could drink that if I had to. I've had a lot of different wine, and I've hated it all. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, I wasn't real sure myself, because I was going going through the store, and you know how it is. You you look at stuff, and you go, you look at the bottom shelf, and it's like, I don't think so. Not today. Not today. (laughs) Right? And you go to your next shelf up, and you're thinking, well, that's, that's a little... A little reasonable, but you never really quite know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to the top shelf and you start looking at it going, oh, wow, there's some pretty good prices there, but they're getting pretty high. I really hope to buy a decent wine for that price. I'd hate to spend $30 for a bottle and bring it home and go, that tastes like shit. And I've done it. And to be honest with you, I've had some wine out of Napa that wasn't very good. 
I tend to think it was the way it was handled, possibly the vintage, but for the most part, you can't go wrong with Napa and Sonoma Valley wines. I just don't think you can. Yeah. So, I got something know. special for our next show that I'll bring. Oh, really? Mm hmm Okay. Well, we're just not going to talk about it. No. Okay. It's, it's, it's called a teaser in the business. We it's call a, that a teaser. It's, it's a teaser. A teaser. So you have to wait another couple of weeks. Yeah, this is pretty cool. To hear. This is pretty cool, actually. I should. Really? I didn't even think about it, or I would have. Oh yeah, you should have. Because I was really struggling. I was thinking, what are we going to drink? I got it covered next next week. Just remind right, me. All right. Or the I, week after, whenever. I, I will. Yeah. That's a long way off. Two weeks. Two weeks. There's a lot can happen in two weeks. Anyway. I want to. I want to. Um, want to ask you. Do, do you ever just wing it? Do you ever just make an educated guess and wing it? Uh, pretty much every day of my life. That's how I, I just, live my life. For that's how part. you wake up every day. I think for a lot <laughs> for a lot of things. That's why I don't cook. Really? Because I don't know what I'm going to want. I, it's the 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 thought of, and I don't know if anybody else out there is like that, but uh, just the thought of laying a piece of chicken out. And knowing that when I get up in the morning, if I don't want chicken, I've laid this piece of chicken out. Now I got to cook it, and um, it just—I I can't do it, man. It just—it's like you have to make a decision before you're ready. Yeah, I get up in the morning and I decide, okay, well, if I want, if I want chipotle, or I'll go get that, or if I want to go get something and bring it home, and I, I get that. I, I don't like to—I like to work on the fly. I mean, I don't like to, as a musician, I don't like to map everything out so much because mm -hmm. I like to let I don't know what my mood's going to be maybe I'm not going to be that aggressive uh, at that show maybe I'm in a good spot maybe I want to play some some happy little fills like <laughs> Bob Ross would if he was a, a bassist or or maybe I'm having a rough time man I got to get something out yeah. I, I got to leave some room in there to to wing it a little breathe. bit breathe yeah. yeah I was like that. I'm like that with, uh, as a vocalist for sure that's why I don't like a lot of backing vocals I don't like I don't like to have a lot of marks that I have to hit. It used to drive my band members nuts mm -hmm. because they cue off the singer. I'm like, don't cue off me. Yeah. Uh, Cause sometimes I'll go, I'll go into something that's not even been done before. And then that's cool. And then now that's the, how the song goes. Right. That, that's interesting. That's you working with the universe. I think that's you working with that's harmony. If you're, there's nothing wrong with thinking and planning, and you have to do that for a lot of things. But, man, winging it, that's, it, it, you know, educated guess is the best way to do it. You're not just guessing. You're using you're using information. You're using your past experience. You're using your surroundings. You're using things that's going on around you mm -hmm. to make a decision. So I, when I go on vacation, I don't like to, I don't like to plan, okay, Tuesday I'm going here. Wednesday I'm going here. Uh, Friday I got to be here for this show. That is no fun. Right. Yeah, I go, yeah. I don't even book a, my last three vacations, I ain't even booked a hotel room until I, I, I drove yeah. until I decided to stop. I stopped here. I found a room. I branched off from there. Uh, that's, I, I don't know. I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. They're almost like you're telling me that you have to have a, a level of spontaneity. Always. To really enjoy yourself. Because if you, if you paint yourself Indeed. into a corner, it just becomes. Sterile. I'm back into a routine. Yeah. I, I yeah. need to, if I'm making art or if I'm on vacation or if I'm trying to get outside of my head, I got to get out of the routine. I have a place I have to be Monday through Friday between the hours of this hour and that hour. Mm -hmm. I got enough routine. Um, I know when I'm, I'm going to be made to take my lunch because I have that routine. When I'm in my personal life or in my creative life, I can't have that. I, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So in your creative life, Let's, let's hone in on that for a second. I was thinking, um, in a lot of ways, you're jumping into the abyss with nothing but your wits and your keen sense of humor. <laughs> what else do you need? I mean, yeah, right? Rambo took out a whole town with a survival knife and a, and a parka he made out of an old piece of tarp. Well, he was angry. He was. <laughs> so, but seriously, seriously. I mean, when you, when you, <laughs> when you think about your, uh, your, your experience as a creative, uh, as an artist, and, and you start l building on that experience, that right there should be enough for everybody listening to actually realize that you are using an educated guess every time you start yep. a new project. Yeah. Every single time. 
nobody knows how anything's going to turn out, and it's how you roll with it's it's how you roll with the your environment and, mm-hmm. and the adversity and the dog getting out and ruining your day and then coming back in and finishing something. How you roll with that is what is going to is what is going to influence that art at the moment. Right. Right. So, I I find it really. I started doing something new recently with uh, some videos, and uh, I I I had the need. I want to care, be careful how I say this because I don't want to sound goofy or anything, Gorsh. which is not not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's not not really hard for me to not sound goofy, really. But I started these videos thinking that I've got to figure out a way to create videos for YouTube that really don't get in the way. I still need to be an artist, right? And I found myself prior to these videos a lot of times brooding over the the concept, you know, thinking I need to do this, I need to do that. And, and I'm not just talking about production, you know, the editing and the, the B-roll, the cinematic whatever that everybody's really into on YouTube these days, but more more about how can I just set the camera up and document what I do and then turn that into something I want to share versus planning it all out and thinking really hard and coming up with a script and looking at this and looking at that. And I found that most of the time, whenever I plan what I want to do, it falls apart. Now, that's some of that's my experience. Some of that is my lack of knowledge on how to make videos. But at the same time, I'm not a filmmaker. My role as a creator is not to entertain you with my video skills, right? My, my job on YouTube is to share what I do as an artist because I'm an artist. I'm only documenting it. So once I had that revelation, I realized, duh, put the fucking camera up and point it at yourself, right? Yeah. It's just that simple. And that's really what led to this conversation today on, on this podcast is I, I really wanted to think a little bit for a minute that maybe we're over, over processing our emotions and our thoughts as artists before we even sit down to create. And I know that's deep because I thought it out a lot. You know, it's, it's got me to the point where uh, the Discord server that I created uh, is a lot more um, private, I guess, is mm-hmm. probably the best way to say it. I put a lot of the channels that I originally had open to everybody. Now you have to be a Patreon subscriber to enjoy those sorts of things. Um, I'm still There's still some free channels there that people can just drop in on, and that, that's fine. Um, I don't really want to say this out loud, really, but... I'm going to say it. If it goes away, it goes away, right? Because right. it's, it's just another thing. It's not something I really spend a whole lot of time um, thinking adds value to my artistic journey. And what happened was over the last couple of weeks, because of all of the, um, let's just say, civil unrest and the COVID-19 thing and uh, self-reflection, being home alone so much, all these things really started coming out of me as an artist. And, and, and I'm going back 20, 30 years when I was doing fairly well as an artist, didn't have Twitter, didn't have YouTube, didn't use Facebook. And it's like all these extra minutes that I'm dedicating outside of making art are not art related. Mm-hmm. They're just content related. So I have to do a better job. If I'm going to put content out for people to see, I have to be really good at saying the art comes first. So I'm, I'm taking somewhat of an educated guess at this point in my career that I'm backing away a little bit from the social media and potentially just putting stuff out that reflects more like if I allowed you in my studio right? versus me trying to be a promoter. So I don't know. I kind of let a lot out of the bag there 
kind of dumped a mm-hmm. lot on you, and you're giving me this look like you're not real sure what this conversation's about. No, well, I very rarely ever know what any conversation's about. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, the, the the I really want to drive this home with the educated guest thing. Um, we're artists. Our our job is to create, make art, make our art. You know, if, if you're a filmmaker, make films. I get that. If you're a musician, make music. This is where the rub is. Let's say you're a musician, and, and you are, but somebody listening, let's say you're a musician. Are you better off worrying about the CD that you make or where you put it online for people to download or any of these other things, or are you more worried about the art? And I really think you need to be more worried about the art. Let the rest of it fall into place. Right. You know, and this... This self-reflection that I've had lately has really, really gotten into my head pretty deep. Um, I love making this podcast. I'm not going to quit it. It's not something I want to do. It's part of part of what I want to do as an artist because it brings, for me, it brings a little bit of adventure. I can go talk to other people about art. I can do other things. I can scratch a few itches of my own can see different perspectives yeah exactly so i mean there's we're we're talking art that gets my my gears going in my head you know makes me want to do things same thing with the videos the videos are just scratching a niche you know and sharing what i do uh the blog all those sorts of things but at the core of it it's got to be about the art and i realized listening back to some of our old podcast episodes um we were diving into the abyss Right. <laughs> With nothing but humor and in our wits. Some were good, some were not so good. And, uh, well, we got 80, what, 85, 90, 95 years experience between us. Yeah. And, and doing what we have respectively, you know, I mean, we have, we have things to draw on. Yep. And if one of our experiences can, can make the, just you, think of something different or make me think of something different and might make someone else look at something a little different, then that's what it's all about. We've been part of the creative process. I, I seen something on Facebook uh, yesterday and it, it kind of, it, it reminded me of kind of the thing that we we're all dealing with. And he, um, he's, a, he's an artist, um, a visual artist. He, he does uh, uh, art on the computer. He does, sketchings and drawings and paintings and um he's he's pretty good younger guy um he does uh uh vocals and he's interested in getting in a band i don't think he's really done that um but he changed his facebook and changed his name on there and he he made a post today actually that he had posted three pieces of art online two of them was his and one of them was somebody else's that he shared and he got a message of somebody interested in buying the thing that he shared and he hadn't sold anything. He's just mm-hmm. kind of discouraged. And yeah. I mean, we all feel like that yeah. all the time, but at the end of the day, it's about plowing through and making things that satisfy us and worrying about that later. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I'm sure there's somebody listening who, who's thinking to themselves, well, gee, where, where'd this episode come from? What, what drove it? Why, why are we, why are we doing this? And I think overall art, we're, we're seeing it, you know, day by day. The news right now is not pretty. No. It's just not. And the state of the world is, is uh, kind of unnerving. I think is the best way for me to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, wh- where are we going to go from this? You know, and it, it's consuming all of us, honestly, whether you want it to or not, it's consuming all of us. And as artists, I think uh, we, we can either sit back and listen or we can create. And I'm kind of in the sit back and listen mode right now because I just don't, I don't know what I can create that would benefit in in the 
in the realm of what's going on. I'm I'm not that kind of an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't do political art. I don't do. Um, uh, Trying to find the right word. I don't know what it is. I, I don't do art that reflects culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the times and things. So for me, it's not really a moment to do something. In fact, I I think a lot of these people who are capitalizing on what's going on, I think it's kind of dirty. I, I think you know just making a YouTube video that is pertinent to the times because you feel like it'll get views is just, that's just pandering. Yeah. It's, it's porno, you know, honestly. So I I don't know. It's, uh, well, I'm the same way. I'm not Dave Mustaine. I don't write political music yeah, necessarily, yeah. but I mean, some of that has crept into my, I try to be a little more um, subtle about it when it has, but you look back in the, in the, the times, I, I mean, for an artist, this is a creative hotbed for us. The good art will come out of this, I think, as a whole, because in times of conflict, in times of civil unrest, in times of uncertainty, that's what most of us do. We we retreat inward and right. and reflect what what we've taken in. And I'm just kind of getting ready for it. I mean, I know I got some stuff getting ready to, just to come out. I can feel it. Right. It's about to erupt. I went out. Like I typically do with our our shows, I when I do my research, I look at art news. I start looking into, okay, what what can I share? And more often than not, the common, the popular art news, just like regular news, really, when you think about it, it generally bores me. It it right. It feels like fluff. It feels like what can we regurgitate for a headline? You know, what can we talk about that will get more more people stirred up? And in the art world, and this is probably going to offend a few people, um, a lot of what I see feels like the emperor's new clothes. You know, you see the typical fluff mm-hmm. out there. I mean, it's like, come on. That's not art. That's a science project. You can't put a shark in formaldehyde and call it art. I'm sorry. You just can't. That's just, they do. They have. And people spend can't put a cross ridiculous in, in amounts piss of money. And call that art. You don't <laughs> think that's. <laughs> Who made the cross? I don't know. That was a Maplethorpe photo, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. I, 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 think I don't know. I think I, I disagree with the, you a little bit. Yeah, on, I, I think I, you, I know. you got somebody. Um. I haven't seen a shark picture in formaldehyde, but... It's not a picture. It's a real shark. I haven't seen a photo of it. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. I mean, somebody did that. Yeah. How is that? It can't be artistic. Not if it's a science project. I mean, come on. It can't... A science project can't be artistic? What'd he make? What about a theremin? He didn't even make the container to hold it. But he thought about putting it in there. He was creative. I don't think he even caught the fish. (laughs) He put those two <laughs> things together. You didn't make the paint. You bought the oh, paint. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I can't argue that one. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I mixed it. You didn't make this canvas. No, but I covered it. You did cover. My it. hand was in it. You know, I don't. Right. I don't know that. You I don't know that I, his hand dropped that I, fish down. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I, I agree <laughs> that that's art, but I, I'm, I, I'm I not going to agree that it's not art. Why? That's why you got me here because I'll right, you. right. I know I, that's good. Why, why, let's go this route with it. You, the reason I said the emperor's new clothes is I frankly, I haven't seen that cartoon. It's a book. I, I, <laughs> it's a children's book. Okay. I'm going to bring this up just because you brought that up. Uh, if you have not read the book or was never read the book as a child, it's basically, yeah, I don't uh, the emperor can't find anything he likes to wear, right? Nothing. Nothing impresses him anymore. Isn't Yul Brenner? He's jaded. <laughs> no, don't go there. Um, so he hires a tailor and he fires a tailor, hires another tailor, fire, fires another tailor. Next thing you know, nobody can, everybody's afraid they're going to die because they don't make his clothes He's the way killing he, them? I, I think. Okay. I, the story in my mind, if I remember, maybe is the way my parents told me, was that, they just, you know, you got to make it right, you know. So this, 
uh, entrepreneurial spirit showed up one day as a tailor and he pretended on his magical loom to make a nice outfit for the emperor to wear and nobody could see it. Everybody was like, but, but you're not really making anything. And he just kept at it, at his loom, right? He kept weaving in and out. He finally come down with it and he told the emperor to put it on, but nobody could see it. He swore it was there. He was holding it, but nobody could see it. So he puts on the emperor and of course he got everybody's, everybody, nobody in the room wanted to argue that the emperor looked bad. Nobody. Because they were afraid of dying too. But the emperor wasn't wearing any clothes. He was naked? He was completely naked. But he thought he was wearing clothes because everybody told him he was wearing these beautiful clothes this made is by a this kid's book. Yeah, it's a kid's book. You, you don't remember this one at all? No, we didn't read oh, that wow. kind of stuff about in County. <laughs> anyway. We anyway, read tobacco anyway. skull cans. Yeah, right. And, and <laughs> right. <laughs> so So then he, what happens? He proceeds to do his little parade in front of the people, and the people were like this is stupid. Why ain't he wearing any clothes? But nobody wanted to speak up because he's the emperor. Did he have a Prince Albert? I don't know. But the the, the point of the story, the thing under the thing that I'm trying to get at, and I'm I'm using a, a reference to a YouTuber and video editor. Actually, I should say video editor slash YouTuber that I like, uh, Jeff Barch, Story Greenlight, if you're listening. Um, basically... Nobody wanted to argue the point that he wasn't wearing any clothes because it was so popular to just like it. And to me, that's what the modern art world is. It's nobody wants to speak up and tell everybody what garbage it is simply because they don't want to look stupid. Maybe it's the wine talking. I'm getting loose. Well, garbage. I mean, there, as long as there's somebody out there that's pushing the envelope, somebody out there that's innovating, innovate, trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's okay because you don't have to go and have a three cheese Parmesan steak all the time. Sometimes a hot dog is just fine. And just like you hate Nickelback, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't always, it doesn't always have to be rush and uh, uh, it doesn't. Man. Iron Maiden. <laughs> but you know some of the more technical it doesn't have to be prog rock all the time sometimes just three chords and the truth is all you need and yeah if they're doing a, it, it it's just for me if they're if they're painting sunflowers to to go in somebody's den and they're doing it because they really want to not because they just think that's the cool thing to do then I got no problem with it yeah I mean I get that even though you want to beat them up I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want to hurt anybody. That's not where I'm going with this. But art is an art is in the eye of of who looks at it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm for those listening. I'm I'm showing a picture of of Damien Hurst in front of his. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it's not art though. Come on, it's a fish. It's a shark in formaldehyde. Is it's taking up wall space. It looks cool. It's in the middle of a museum. Right. Uh, and I use It's that in word, a museum. I use that word lightly because of where it is. It's. How's that? I mean, it, it, in all honesty, you, this is good because we can, yeah. we can take opposing positions here. But, yeah. but explain to me how the Mona Lisa, who, I mean, you don't really care for that much, I don't, don't think. I mean, uh, how is that more of an art than what, what this is? People's coming here to look at it. It looks, it's cool. It's taking up space in a museum. How is that not art? He created that. He created that scenario. Okay, I'm going to preface this with, if I go upstairs in my son's room, he's got a jar with a shark in it that we bought at a souvenir shop in Bad Biloxi. Ass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it cost, I don't know, $9.95, some tax. We brought it home. He was thrilled with it. He's had it for many years. And it's a display piece? It's a display piece. In it's his art room, yeah. in his room. Yeah. Clearly. It, it is art in his room, clearly. So, there you go. I might, the, 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 
the prosecution rests. But the point is, at what level of art is it? And why is it making the news that this piece of art with a shark in it, full-size, grown-up shark, painted by somebody who despises realism, why, why is it? I guess I probably shouldn't throw that in here because that, that does throw a little bit of a bias in there, I guess. But well, the, I think the size, the size for one thing, that's a spectacle. If if you go, spectacle. if you go and you buy a uh, uh, rhymes with testicle. If you go, <laughs> if you go and buy a a little five dollar figurine mm-hmm. from a shop that's been whittled out of wood, you're like, this is cool, and somebody did this, and wow. Mm-hmm. But then if you go outside. And they've done that same thing, and and it's twenty foot. It's it's wow, but it's the same thing. Yeah. In essence, I feel you. I do. I I get what you're throwing at me. I I can I can absorb it and agree with it even. However, at some level. I just can't get beyond the idea that it's art now. Oh, it's definitely art now, I can tell. Because for me, the, defini- about it. No, the definition <laughs> of art is of good art, no matter what, it elicits a reaction. And Nickelback elicits a reaction yeah. from you that's negative. Yeah. Yeah. This is clearly. <laughs> Nickelback is negative. You're killing me on no, the Nickelback. <laughs> this is, I'm getting it in there for you. But no, this is clearly elicited a negative reaction in you. And that's not, not negative. It's you can hear it in your voice. I wouldn't. Can Let's you? play it back. Yeah, you're you're not <laughs> happy. You're not happy about this. So what? so you don't like it, and well, I have this, no problem with you not liking right, it. This let me let me let me go back here a little bit. This is a I'm only using the shark as an example, right? And this right? is a good example apparently because we're fighting about it, or not really. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I I think my argument here lies more with how bored I am with the news of art. When I go out and look at art, I'm like, oh my God, another one. Jesus fucking Christ. There's another fucking, you know, I get really start. I start getting mad, right? And I look at it and go, that's, guys, that's not fucking art. Right. You know, and it's just like, it's constant. Why are they covering this and giving this uh, front page uh, uh, exposure when there's, you can throw a rock outside here and hit 10 guys that, are painting amazing things that, right, that, right, right. That uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Arguably, takes a lot more talent and time and stuff to put that in. But they it. actually put their hands on, right? I, I still really don't know that Damien Hurst had anything to do with getting that shark in the formaldehyde or building the tank or getting it in the museum. A, direct, I think a director of a movie went, doesn't touch anything. That's not true. A lot of them, they, they put the little monocle uh, in their uh, eye. A lot of, they're not touching anything. <laughs> but they're they're a lot of, they're directing. Well, he directed this. He's not a director. Of, he's calling himself an artist. You don't think a director's an artist? Scorsese's not an artist? Uh, that's bullshit. You got to, don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just asking you. God damn it. God, I'm getting mouthy. See there? <laughs> so much for my educated guess. Um. I'm saying you're getting hung up on on how this guy put this together, and I'm saying that that's not the problem. Your problem is is they've they've give ten good minutes to this to this as art when there's you know uh, other things that they could be yeah. given that time to. And well, I, I, I have, feel you there. I got to be honest; it's old news anyway. It's not new news. When did it come out? Uh, the, the article I'm looking at right now is about the noxious gas leak that is creating in the museum. Um, that goes back to April 21st, 2016. And you're still this upset about it. No, it's <laughs> it's just, this is my example yeah, of, I, I can't believe this is taking up space in a, in a museum, you know. I, I just. If you start down this road. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm going to be the Archie Bunker of art. Of, well, <laughs> is this art, this is, is this art, is, is pornography art? Can it, can it be art? Is is music that doesn't fit the mold art. We've went through this. And if you start, if you say, if you sit here and say, well, that's not art. That's a slippery slope, my friend. And it's not, yeah. it's not for you to say, say if that's art or it not. It is not. It is not. But 
Oh, I am totally. You're, you're going there. I, there you are. <laughs> oh. I was just going to leave Jackson Pollock alone. I really was. But but no, you've you're right about. You're right about. There needs to be. We need better platforms to expose lesser known artists and expose the general public to art and people and things they need to see, rather than a shark that somebody put in formaldehyde. Yeah. I'm with you there. Boy, I didn't expect this to go this way. I really didn't. Why you pissed me off? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm giggling because it's like, I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to throw nickel back under the bus. You did. Yeah. I'm here for it. I you. didn't have to throw Jackson Pollock under the bus. You did. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, and I think everybody, anybody who's a long-term listener knows that I didn't really give two shits about what you listen to or, what kind of art you like. That's not where any of this is going. Um, but art should do this. Art should should create conversations. It yes. should create... Yeah, totally. It, it, art should be... Uh, not necessarily should be because you can create art in a happy place, but a lot of art, like we've said, mm-hmm. it, it comes from conflict. It comes out of adversity. It comes out of dark places. It's going to elicit that um, reaction mm-hmm. to the art lover as well and mm-hmm. you are going to have that and as long as you respect somebody's right to be wrong <laughs> or <laughs> right. somebody's right to to like something that you just don't get right that's fine that doesn't that's still better it's better that we're having that we have a a, a talk about Jackson Pollock or Nickelback rather than they just don't exist right 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 so, you know, fact, there are I mean, people that really videos. like him there's people that really hate him that is great yeah you want a reaction, no rea- apathy. That yeah, is what we yeah. do not want as artists. We yeah. cannot survive with apathy. But hatred, man, hatred is the fuel that soars <laughs> me, man. I'm Cut him you. off. I'm telling you. <laughs> now, in fairness, fun fact. Let's hear it. I played a Nickelback song once in a cover band. Yeah. Is that one about the pants around her ankles or uh, something? It's a, it's a good song. Yeah. It's, it's a, I'm not a fan, it's but, total but they cheese. have some good tunes. And yeah. I wish I had... If they're writing those songs because they want to, I got no problem with it. Yeah. If that's what, yeah. what Chad and his brother and those other two guys want to yeah. do, good for them. Yeah, the Handsome Brothers. I don't want to listen to it but for the most part. but Anyway, I need to respond, though, to some of this. Well, do and it. absorb it and go, because the loudest art gets the news, does that mean that the other art's too boring? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's a question we need to answer. I think that responsibility, again, goes on the the the, the uh, quote-unquote the critics, the art lovers, and the other artists. That is why uh, we'll just go for the trifecta here because mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned Crowbot in a couple episodes. That's true, that's true. But that's why we like to mention a band that, that we feel doesn't have the notoriety that they deserve. Right. And... We've mentioned this on the podcast before, and that's my mantra. If there's an artist out there that you like, that you think's doing great things, it is your duty to help promote them. It's not all about promoting your art. Right. If you're an artist, you should be showing people other things. Just like my friend I mentioned, you know, he's downtrodden because he shared somebody's art and somebody liked it. Mm-hmm. And he should be happy that, that, yes, it sucks that he wasn't able to get the traction that he wanted at this time, but he helped a fellow artist make a sale, maybe. Yeah. That is awesome. That is a good feeling. You are part of the machine. You are part of this brotherhood. You are part of the creative process, man, and that's what it's about. And I think that it just like the radio station, um, just like the local newspaper, they ha- need to work harder at, looking below the surface and not just the people that have big pocketbooks that mm-hmm. can make mm-hmm. sure that they're in front and that they're um, there. It's their responsibility to dive deep, Be find, find some quality, and it's our responsibility as consumers and art lovers taking take us as artists out of it. Yeah. It's our job to hold them to account to make sure they are doing that, that they're not just going for the low-hanging fruit and they're not just playing five finger death punch or <laughs> or and and Walmart isn't just buying uh dogs playing poker 
right, to right. Prince. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make I, sense? I I do. I That's do. not the artist's fault for no. being for being. It's not Marilyn Manson's fault that he does outrageous things and he gets attention. That is great. It's not this guy's fault that he put a gigantic shark in there and it got attention. It might be our fault for looking at it, or it might be the 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 art world's fault for taking notice. Mm-hmm. But but that's what you're you're wanting to elicit a reaction. This guy did this what six seven years ago and. It's a list of the reaction from you now. This is awesome, man. That's yeah, what I want to do. It's my go-to. It's my go-to um, example, honestly. So yeah, in, in my opinion, that's the greatest piece of art right. I've seen in a long time. Because <laughs> I, you're hilarious. <laughs> am I right? I hope yeah. somebody listens to this and email us and tell us what you think about yeah. that because I really want to know. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Bo will never be back on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, it's all right. I'm, I'm gonna, only I'm only playing. I'm going to start my own some walks of art podcast, <laughs> the biweekly podcast that highlights uh, all be, things. It'll be every second and fourth Thursday, just the opposite of mine. We're gonna then, re, we're gonna rebuttal the other one. I'll start having you be my co-host. We'll see how you like it, bitch. That'd no. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> the all walks of not so art podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what makes us a good way. team. I, I can take the opposite view sometimes even when I don't want to, but I yeah, really do yeah. feel, I mean, I feel, I feel what, what we've talked about is worth oh, thinking yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not coming at Damian Hurst or Hanson or, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nickelback or. <laughs> I was like, Jim Henson, what'd he do? And he, he just created <laughs> no, great the, puppets. The Mbop kids. Puppetry. The kids that do Mbop. Puppetry is that art. You know. Is puppetry art? You're killing me right now. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> How much wine did you have before I, I got here? I, there was a second bottle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not much. I, I just... <laughs> uh, God, there's so much I want to talk about. So much. You know, this was the episode I wanted to go like 45 minutes, and I thought, this would be an easy one. I got nothing today. <laughs> and here we are. Um Wrap it up, Mike. What are you going to say? I don't want to wrap it up because there's still more. Um, this, where was I going with that? I don't know. No one knows. Um, <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I'm not coming at people at a personal level, right? I, Chad and I might get along, honestly. Right. As, as people. I don't have to like his music, right? And that that's kind of the, the, I'm going to put that to bed. That That's basically just what I'm saying there is that I think people need to learn to have um, somewhat of an open-mindedness and empathy for somebody else's mm-hmm. work. Definitely. Um, Even if you don't like it. It's right, like right. I always say, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it sucks. Exactly. And I have no problem with somebody saying, hey, man, I checked out your CD. I didn't like it. Yeah. I got no problem. Use it for a coaster. Give it to your dog. Right. It does not hurt my feelings. And when somebody comes, man, that sucked. Well, who the fuck are you right. to determine what sucks and what don't suck? Right, right. That I, offends yeah, me. Yeah. Somebody don't like it. I don't care. Not everybody likes Led Zeppelin. I, I've said that before. Right. I, it, who, who cares? Not everybody likes Queen. It's, right. It's not a... Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole gist of this show, to be honest with you. it's I, I don't want to... I don't want to come off as we only like a certain thing. Because I, I try really hard to like other things, but at some level, I, I look at it and go, "There's no, there's no work in that." You know, there's right. just why, why is that? How did that get the news? And that for me is the emperor's right. new clothes. And that was the last thing that you said too. You were talking about how you know the loudest person getting the attention, but that's how it, it's always been. That the outrageous, the you know, is the, it lazy journalism? Is that why? I think Are we that, only getting told this because some journalist said, "Hey, here's something I can get some clickbait out of." Well, I, definitely, there's that is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah. dig a little deeper. That's what we're trying to do here. Believe it or not, deeper. I think I think we are digging a little deeper. Yeah, right. We need to. It, it's an appreciation. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to appreciate it, but you have to appreciate the fact that what it is. And you have to appreciate the fact that somebody else put some effort in and and put that there, whether you like it or not. 
Yeah, I mean, in in some at at some level, Damien Hurst is a genius. Right. He made millions of dollars on what most of us played with as a science project. You know? Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That's where I'm going with this. But the historical artist that I want to bring up today, because I did some research, I wanted people to know there was somebody else in history that really didn't get the news either. And his contemporaries, not necessarily the people that painted like him, but people who were alive when he was painting, didn't like him. They despised him. They despised his work. He was born in November of 1825. He died in 1905. He's a French academic painter, and I probably gave away too much there by saying academic painter, but the Impressionists and the avant-garde reviled his work. Really, they hated it. They thought he was just boring, right? So... As uh, who was it? I'm not going to tell you yet. You got to wait, man. That's the part well, of this, this story. It hurts, man. <laughs> it does hurt, doesn't it? Um, he was a Catholic, mm-hmm. from what I can gather. Uh, doing a lot of research on him, uh, he started signing his name later in years with the um, Latin alphabet versus his regular alphabet, his French alphabet. That's um, a mango. No, it was not Van Gogh. He was not French. How do I know? How do (laughs) I know that? Are you not paying attention to our conversations? I I never heard him talk. I can't remember. (laughs) I'm trying to bring some culture into your life, Paul. Just a little. (laughs) I hit my head. (laughs) Right. And uh, he painted, they they consider his works, um, I mean, I got got to preface this with his works were very, um, very intricate, very detailed, very laborious to create. But he still managed to knock out about 20 a year. Really? Yeah. He I did, know who it is now. He did about 800 and some, I don't I don't know the exact number. I want to say 822 works uh, in his lifetime as a painter. And he kind of goes hand in hand with my own personal feeling that an artist should be able to make a living. And I hate to use the word, the word should, but... A professional academic painter should be able to make a living on 20 paintings a year. What's an academic painter? You Somebody, keep academic. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. I'll, I'll bring that up afterwards. All right. Um, remind me. Oh, wow. Um, he had uh, painted quite a few things that, that really shook some things up. Uh, his his nudes were very realistic. Um uh, they weren't vulgar, anything like that. But, you know, you got to think about the 1800s and what people were used to seeing. And mm-hmm. these were, for lack of better words, photographs. I mean, they were that wow. detailed, that that clean. Uh, some of you listening may get it from this, but Dante and Virgil in Hell from 1850 is one of those paintings that really stand out like, geez, that's, that's really... Um, that's graphic. I hey, you have to understand. You up. Yeah, eighteen fifty. Um, you have to understand eighteen fifties. This this particular painting was pretty harsh to look at. You know, uh, that's awesome. It is awesome. Um, I'm really interested in that that sort of thing. Uh, some of my favorite pieces, actually, uh, Day of the Dead, Charity, um, the Haymaker. Haymaker is one that really. I can see his influence on Franzetta. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Definitely, absolutely. I never would. I never yeah. would have put that together until just now. But you can definitely see that the influence. Oh yeah. Um, so for those listening and following along, wanting to figure out who I'm talking about, I'm talking. I know about. who it is. It's Gerard Depardieu. That's the only Frenchman I know. <laughs> it's got to be him. Wait a minute. Wasn't he that guy? No, it's not his. Uh, this is William Bouguereau. Uh, one of the. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna take a stab here and say I think he's probably one of the best. Academic painters of his time. What's an academic painter? An academic painter is somebody who uses the uh, methods taught in the salons of the 1800s, uh, 1900s even, where it was very important to learn shape and form, uh, understanding your materials, and producing work that was very accurate. 
not only representational, but very accurate. Mm. You know, you can represent the body and everybody knows it's a body. But then if you go into the realist end of things, it be, it transcends not only representational, but it actually gets into uh, legitimate, that's real, right? You mm-hmm. kind of really look at it, yeah, that's, that's something else. Um, I like Burgero. I, I think his work is amazing, for lack of better words. I mean, I really can't find a word that... right fits for me because I look at it and go, that's, that's just, that's insane. I like Sargent. I like Rembrandt. I like a lot of painters that are in the, that, that, you know, realm of representational all the way up to realist. So he sold that back then or was he, was he able to make a yeah, he, living? Yes. He made a great living actually. He, uh, he was one of those painters that really never stopped growing. You know, he started out selling, sold a little bit more, sold a little bit more and just continually grew he just he found success and his stuff today is it sought after or is it uh, it is uh fred ross is probably one of the biggest collectors right now of his work i would love for fred ross to buy one of mine someday but uh, i'm going to be honest here and say it's highly unlikely um has he seen any of your stuff he might be arrested i don't know i doubt it um fred ross is actually big a big part of the uh classical realism movement today and and, and sharing. Had I known about Fred Ross in 1989, I probably would have pursued my art career in a different way, you know, and and not, not looked at drafting school and a career that led me into a factory versus um, actually going and studying classically and, and learning at an atelier, the classical realist, method of learning the way Bergero would have learned. So, um, I'd have been, to me, I would have been far, far more experienced and better at making educated guesses yeah. <laughs> as an artist than I am today. So what that makes me think of though, is at the time, what, why was he doing things so much different than anybody else and doing s- such realistic looking work? What- yeah. Well, keep in mind, he's French. Okay. And his his period of time, uh, Gauguin and uh, Mothra. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of some of the impressionists of the time. Uh, Van Gogh, you know, even though he couldn't sell anything, and maybe that's why they were angry was because they weren't doing as well. I don't know. Maybe they were doing fine. I I don't. I can't. I don't have that data in front right. of me. So jealousy could have been part of it. I don't know. Um. But I think it's a lot like what we look at today and we say, oh, well, this this expresses emotion. It gets people talking. It's in the news. That was the Impressionists. They were, they were the news of the day. They were the avant-garde, right? His work, even though he made a living at it, appeared to be boring to the news, appeared to be boring to the avant-garde crowd. He was just doing what everybody else learned. Anybody could be trained to do that. I could argue that you don't need training at all, and you've got to slap some paint on a canvas, call yourself an artist, and there you go. Right. And at some level, where's the value? And that's where I look at the shark and start thinking, really? Anybody could have done that. But they you know? didn't. But they did. That guy did. But they, yeah, right. And, and I, I get that. But my whole side of this is, and I'm not one to believe in talent. I, I think everybody's taught something. I think you have an inherent aptitude for something, which some could call talent, you know, but at the same time, you're not born with a gift. I don't, I hate that. I hate people saying that because it, it, it devalues your abilities. It devalues, devalues your work for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like you were given this, like, oh wow, look what you can do with with your. But base. there's some you can't just teach anybody to do anything, though. I don't know. I could teach you to draw and paint. I don't think you could. Mm-hmm. We'll have to try that sometime. Mm-hmm. See how it works out for you. But well, it's not one time. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if I could, if I could you get know. you. Whoops. But that there's was there's some people just can't just can't hear the, they just can't hear the music. They just can't. They got no timing. They can't. I played. 
I, I've played with guys. I've played with guys. I just, I just had a mental image that just can't. of the jerk. <laughs> exactly. I've got Navin, Navin Johnson. Navin, Navin Johnson. <laughs> we do that. We do that to Carl all the time. And you know, if he plays something funny, right. it's hilarious. <laughs> I think what, you know, you, you've talked about some of these different techniques they use. I think when you get bored sometime, you should paint two paintings and you should paint one using strictly like that style and yeah. then do another one, the exact same painting yeah. using the other style and the other technique and just Fun see, fact, see what that looks gotta like. You got to share this. Never shared it publicly. My wife doesn't even know. You ready for this Let's one? Let's hear it. This is the coming out part of Mike. I painted left-handed once. How'd that work out? Uh, on purpose. And I wanted it to be abstract. what you think? I sold three paintings that way. See, but it's a world is weird, man. I don't think I had more than an hour in each one of them, and I I didn't even use good materials. It was it was me trying to prove a point. <laughs> to this day, the three people who bought those paintings don't realize they're mine. They think they bought them from somebody named something else. No, you, I will you, never. You used, you used the pseudonym. I did. And I'll never share that name. Dirk Degler. I know. I tell them. Bjorn Jotunsson. No, that's not it either. I, but see, <laughs> you know, I, and I get what you're, I get what, I get what you're getting at. Right. But I used I just, two colors, Paul. Two colors. But you still did it. They didn't look like anything. I don't know. I don't, they must have looked like something to somebody. You are an artist and no matter how much you tried not to do it, <laughs> no matter how much you tried not to let it in there, it came out. <laughs> It sure did. Cobain couldn't even tune his guitar half the time. Well, that's it's Nirvana, dude. I mean, come on. But <laughs> and there went the other four listeners. <laughs> but you talk about you didn't spend any money on material. You went. He used yeah. those old Jaguars that 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 sucked. Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah, I was. I think I, a I was better experiment to... would have been would have been to paint your dog's paws and let him walk on the painting. That's been done. And see if Not if me. you sold that. Right. Well, I was going to scrape the paint off my, my palette, right? And I noticed I had two pallets of paint or two piles of paint left over. I'm like, I got that. And I got a couple eight by tens. Let me let me just make some shit art for a minute. See what happens. <laughs> I, I did. I just threw them together, scratched a little name in them. So if you're one of, if you're somebody who bought a painting in the last 10 years, and you don't quite recognize the name, and it's scratched in the lower left-hand corner, and you're thinking, I don't know who this guy is at all. I don't even know how to pronounce that word. It could be Mike Evolve. It could be, and uh, it's probably just two colors. You might have a little bit of a blend. In fact, I know one of them does have a little bit of a blend, but I was going to throw that paint away because it was what was left over on my palette. Does that devalue the art, honestly? Does it? Not if somebody liked it enough to buy it. Exactly. So, kudos to you. I'm glad you got something you enjoyed out of it. I got something I enjoyed out of it. I got to get rid of something that I would have thrown away. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible. Ah, Paul, you got me. People make sculptures out of garbage. Damn, you know, we're we're going over. Oh, we're, my God. I See, this is the thing about this. This new recorder is hard. The old recorder would tell me how many hours, how much time we recorded, and this one doesn't do that. So, I'm going to need to wrap this up. We gotta wrap it up. We have to wrap it up. You got you got stuff going on. I got I stuff do, going but on. let's just cancel everything. Let's do let's do a three let's, hour episode. No. I don't have any DMT and I don't want to talk about DMT. aliens. DDT. DMT. Speaking of aliens, do you think they make art? <laughs> if aliens exist, which I believe they, they do put somewhere. People in formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> I have to believe that if they have eyes and if they have feeling that they want to have things that are aesthetically or yeah. physically appealing. I get that. All right. All right. We're at last call, folks. Here we go. This is yeah. the time when I get asked rapid fire questions. It is. This but, is the segment of the show where I ask rapid fire questions and give you time to finish that drink. That's what the whole point of this rapid fire last call is. And I've got a half a glass of wine. Jeez. I took another drink of that when you weren't looking. There's, I taste olives in that. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I, there's an olivey. Take another drink of that. See if you taste and olives. See if you taste 
It's olivey. Do the thing that they do on TV and go. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I taste grapes. Like a dry vermouth. <laughs> well, vermouth is wine. I don't know what's going on. You're close. It is dry. I'm winging it here. <laughs> uh, Question number one. Oh, I got to bring this up too, oh. since you brought the wine. It's uh, cellared and bottled by Roots Run Deep Winery in Napa, Cali- uh, Napa Valley. Was that expensive? California. Uh, I want to say it's around twenty bucks, maybe. I'd buy that. I might. Maybe, I might actually buy that. Between twenty and thirty, to... I can't remember. I don't really. I don't. I don't dwell on the price. I don't. I. I really like the label. Label's really cool. It's got a lot of little uh, yeah. chemistry uh, drawings on it. And, Hand notes and I'm gonna take a picture of it. All that. Buy a of it someday. Yeah, I got it at Kroger. Believe it or not, Kroger in Waverly, Ohio, because it was easy. Um, and 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 the whole the whole premise of the bottle. Uh, they go on to talk. I I don't want to get into great detail, but you know when you're standing in the wine store and you're looking at something to buy, take an educated guess and hope it's going to be good. And that's basically what this is. So good marketing, guys. You got me to buy it. <laughs> so. And it is tasty. It is very tasty. equals MC squared. Yeah. All right. So, coffee or tea, Paul? Neither. (gasps) You got to pick one. I don't drink either. Don't like like either one. You don't really? I did not know that. I know you don't like coffee really, but tea? Disgusting. Hot tea, cold tea, any tea. I don't like it. And you talked about unsweetened tea in the beginning like I was supposed to believe what you're trying to throw me. I had a drink of it one time when (laughs) I was in jail, but we won't talk about that. It sucked. (laughs) (laughs) You had tea in jail. That wasn't tea. It was tea. It was unsweet. Did you like my Long Island iced tea? Yeah. Did you? But it didn't have iced tea in it, did it? No, it didn't have any iced tea. Right. It didn't have any tea, actually. Yeah, I don't. I do drink some of those cold Starbucks uh, drinks. Yeah, cold brews and stuff. But but yeah, I'm just not a coffee guy. I never have been. I don't like it. Okay. That's for another. So neither. We're in rapid fire. I can't really go into detail. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You motherfucker. If you could have only five songs listened to the rest of your life, what would they be? And don't dwell on it. Just tell me, man. Uh, <laughs> K- K- Kindergarten by uh, Faith No More, uh, War Pigs, Black Sabbath, Holy Wars by Megadeth, uh, No Ordinary Love by Sade, <laughs> and um, really? <laughs> I don't know, maybe, 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 uh, don't stop believing. <laughs> no. Something I, from sticks. I would say uh, <laughs> Spaceborn Killer by the uh, Crowbot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good fun. call. Good call. I was waiting for that. All right. That's that's good. I, Sade, really? It's my favorite, probably one of my favorite acts ever. I've told you this. I, I know, but. I listen to Sade before every studio session I play bass on. And I've played on hundreds <laughs> of sessions and I always. On the way, drive to the studio. I always listen. Yeah. It gets me in the mood. Paul S. Demons' bass lines are, are very, what bass lines should be. Very eclectic list there. I mean, I know there was a lot of metal. She's an artist. You know, she she, is. it's she a is. band. It's you know, it's Sade the band. Yeah. And uh, but but that's a group that I'm yet to see live. And uh, man, I hope I get the chance because very cool, very cool. We need to get Crowbot on the show. We I would literally drive to Pennsylvania. No, you Sit wouldn't. Down you would literally him. have me drive, and we would go together. Well, that—that's a better point. Yeah, I'd have you drive because I can't clearly. After let's work on it. I don't know. I can't lose track of you though. Like our last road trip. Yeah, was, yeah, that was bad. Just, just don't let people buy me shots. That's a bad thing. And those weren't shots, dude. Yeah. Those were like glasses yeah. of whiskey. Triple shots. They were. I think the bartender wanted to see me dance on the table. She almost did. I'm yeah. going to have another drink this way. Okay, go ahead. So while you're doing that, yes. what? Paul brought up a, a good point there that, you know, we need to get Crowbot on the show. Who knows Crowbot? Who in our six degrees of separation can actually reach well, out? I mean, I'm, we're, we're I'm, friends on we're Facebook. We're friends with, with Brandon and Bishop, so, yeah. I mean. And I've taken pictures of them and stuff. And <laughs> I guess we could just ask. Probably. I don't know. Got to yeah. call him, maybe. Uh, they're getting, they're getting really kind of famous. Honestly, they're getting to the point where I don't know that he's got time. Did you see what? Did you see them doing the uh, Temple of the Dog? I shared it on Facebook. Yeah, I did. It's awesome. It man. is awesome. I think that'd be a good show. Well, if anybody's listening, and they know Crowbot. 
throw them our way. Tell them. Got to say, them you've okay. heard this show, and it's we, <laughs> it's it's in the upper mediocre it's, realm. This, so. this is a goal. This is a bucket list for the show. Got to get Brandon on the show. The whole band, for that matter. I've got enough mic ports now. <laughs> Be fun. I'd love it. Let's really. make it happen. All right. If you could visit any museum in the world right now, where would you go? The Louvre. The Louvre. Yep. Really? Just kind of always wanted to check it out. I mean, and plus the architecture. Yeah, the architecture. Adds to it too. So you're inside something that has really cool famous pieces and it's a famous piece itself. Hell yeah. yeah. And I can see the Eiffel Tower from there probably. I don't know. I, I've never been there. Me either. <laughs> you would see the Mona Lisa. I know. They say it's real little. That's what you tell me. It is. It's not, not as big as what people would think. That's what she said. <laughs> and to qualify what you said earlier about whether I like it or not, I love it. I, I, it's, I would probably cry if I stood next to it. Really? I didn't think he was a fan. I thought I, you said it wasn't that really. It's not really that great. It's not even his best painting. I think what you said one time in one of these podcasts. Well, maybe, maybe, but it's. Uh, I, I really can't deny the work of Leonardo da Vinci. I really can't. What about DiCaprio? Our favorite Leonardo's. <laughs> right. What about the Ninja Turtle? <laughs> Name your three favorite Leonardo's. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. That's that's, uh, that's all I got, Paul. That's I, I got nothing else. I mean, we could go on for days. Uh, we got stuff to do, but uh, you know, we're I I told myself forty five minutes, man, forty five minutes, and I think we're at about an hour. I don't know. I keep looking at the clock, going. I think I think we're over. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to run out of here like my hair's on fire. So. All right. So you can find links for Paul and I on the show notes or by visiting allwalksofart.simplecast.com. Share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to give us a review. Once again, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast. I'm thankful you shared your time with us, and I hope you become a regular. Paul? It was a pleasure having you here. It was. It was a good time. Until next time, everybody, cheers. That was good. Oh, yeah, that's that good, was, good that time. That's yeah. any bad stuff here, really. It isn't. It isn't. I probably ought to hit the record button. We didn't record? I mean, like, stop it. And now we'd like to go take you on a journey to our after.